You're listening to the Weekly Wrap-Up on Sprott Money News. Well, greetings once again from Sprott Money News and SprottMoney.com. It is Friday, April the 6th, 2018, and it's time for your Weekly Wrap-Up. I'm your host, Craig Hemke, and joining us as usual this fine Friday morning is Eric Sprott himself. Eric, good morning. Hey, Craig. Uh, lots to chat about here. It's been a bit of a wild, volatile week, both in the stock market and in uh in our favorite uh, precious metals, so uh, lots to chat about. That is for certain, my friend. And before we get started, just a little shout-out to our Canadian listeners. Let them know they can take advantage of a great deal that Sprott Money is offering. For a limited time only, they can buy a one-ounce PAMP gold bar for just $17 over spot. sixteen ninety nine to be exact. Quantities are limited, so call 1-888-861-0775 or visit SprottMoney.com for more info. That's a one-ounce gold bar, $16.99 over spot. That sounds like a pretty good deal for our regular listeners. Okay, my friend, uh, right out of the chute this morning, we got the uh, monthly jobs report. Uh, in my site, we call it the BLSBS because it's all just statistical <laughs> stuff anyway. But uh, we had some downward revisions to a big number in January, some upward revisions to a, uh, an even bigger number in February. And then this month came in at just 103,000 jobs with average hourly earnings ticking up a bit to 0.3%. You're taking all of that? Well, uh, you know, we had earlier in the week um, the, uh, the job layoffs announced for March, and they were 60,000, which is a lot. And I think that was something like 39% above the previous year. So there's some signs of weakness uh, in the labor area. Uh, I've never been a huge believer in the uh, monthly jobs number. I always, you know, one of the things I always think about, what about the 96 million people that are not in the labor force anymore? You know? yeah. It's kind of a contrast. Yeah, we had 100,000 jobs this month. Well, what about the 96 million people not in the labor force anymore? You know, which we never, ever discussed. So I'm not uh, a big fan of, uh, of the job report. In fact, the, uh, the birth death model probably created 150,000 of those 103,000 jobs anyway. So, right. You know, it's, uh, I'm not, uh, I mean, the market uh, didn't uh, react much to it. We gold shot up four or five bucks there. Now it's right back down again. Uh, so it, it looks like a, a non-factor here so far. And I think there are way bigger things in the job market these days. Well, that's right. Uh, we've seen ahead of all the week, as you said, uh, all of these uh, rumors of trade wars and actual trade wars are kind of kicking in and affecting the stock market and all kinds of other things that have, that have really uh, quite noticeable, quite big rally in the, in the uh, bond market that kind of eased off these last couple of days. But long rates have been falling rather dramatically, Eric, and uh, the stock market seems to be wanting to roll over. Uh, I would imagine this has your attention as well. Well, of course, the big worry, when I kind of look at the stock market in general, uh, if I was uh, a long investor in stocks, which I'm not, okay, I'm in precious metal stocks, but I'm certainly not in the general stock market, I would be very concerned about some of the things that are happening on kind of a macro scale. And and one of them, of course, is what happened to, to uh, cryptocurrencies. And when we look back now, okay, look back four months ago when cryptocurrencies hit their high, they were in the news every hour. And some of us were non-believers the whole way. And I was one of those non-believers. 
And here we are four months later, and they're down 70%. Yeah. It's a wipeout. It was a wipeout. It was people doing exactly the wrong thing with their money. Well, I guess we got up to close to $400 billion. Now that $400 billion's down to about $100 billion. So they lost $300 billion here of paper value for the most part, I guess. Uh, but it just tells you about markets, you know, that they can go crazy. Now let's go to the stock market. And, of course, everything was the, the, the FANG stocks, you know, Facebook, Amazon, Netflix, Google. And here we have almost one by one, they're getting picked off, whether it's Facebook uh, because of the, uh, the data infringement situation, whether it's Amazon because uh, President Trump thinks they're not paying enough in uh, U.S. postal fees, uh, uh, whether it's uh, a Google that maybe has the same issue that Facebook has. But these stocks are starting to come under pressure. When the big ones start going, you better head for the hills here. And I just think that this stock market is looking terribly vulnerable. And uh, I, I wouldn't want to be in it, okay? There's so many things that can go wrong here. And, and of course, the biggest thing that can go wrong is interest rate increases, <laughs> We can't deal with interest rate increases. We can't have mortgage rates go higher, car loan rates go higher. Th those areas are already suffering. So we're sitting here thinking we're going to have another two or three rate increases this year. We're going to have three next year. Now we're just in la-la land thinking this is going to hold together. So uh, lots to be concerned about in the stock market these days. Yeah, you know, you touched upon something that that uh, that I've been discussing quite a bit too. Is that, that it almost seems as if the Fed has painted themselves into a corner, because if long rates go up, uh, they're going to crush the economy and increase debt service and all that kind of stuff. But if long rates don't go up and they keep jacking the Fed funds rate, they're going to invert the yield curve. And either way, we're headed straight into recession. Didn't that appear that way to you? Yeah, I know. I I think they have backed themselves into a corner here, and I think that. When they see, for example, a jobs number this month, when they see the job layoffs this month, when they see the retail sales have been sick for months, when they see the car sales, the home sales, duh, you're going to keep raising rates in this environment? I, I don't think so. And so I've been always believed that it's a bit of a fake out. They're going to try to do that, but I think when it comes right, to, when it comes to reality, we act well to high, even further increases in interest rates. Yeah. No, I hear you. It, it definitely uh, makes you wonder how the rest of this year is going to play out when it seems as if the general consensus is, oh, this is easy. Uh, the Fed's going to keep hiking, and uh, there might be a few more variables involved. Yeah, and of course, one of the things, is, as we tend to focus on precious metals, I mean, one of the reasons that theoretically precious metals have been under siege here, a little bit suppressed, is because, well, rates are going up, and you know, if rates go up, gold can't go up, which, is, of course, is a, a fallacy. But nonetheless, it's something we have to deal with in the paper markets that we have. Uh, but I think ultimately, if all of a sudden the Fed, as you suggested, might uh, sort of pull back here for a second, whoa, I think the interest in gold would really spike up. Yeah. All right, Eric, I would be remiss if I didn't uh, pick your brain a little bit about this topic because uh, of, of all times, you know, we, we look back to 2008, look back to 2011, and the the usual, I guess, standard open interest number for COMEX silver in this case was usually around 130,000, maybe 150,000 contracts if it ever got, you know, really rolling. Actually made an all-time high in COMEX open interest about a year ago. 
at 234,000 contracts. And now, just this week, we smashed through that level to a new all-time high in COMEX open interest. We're up north of 240,000 contracts. Eric, that's 1.2 billion ounces of digital silver. Why now? Why? What is this telling? tell us? Anything? You know, Craig, I get confused by the whole thing now. I mean, it's just so uh, non-constructive uh, in the sense that you, you can't, an- it's non-analyzable almost. And of course, we're not even counting all the contracts that have migrated from the COMEX over to London. Yeah. What would the open interest be if we, if we, if those had stayed uh, in in the COMEX? It'd be some staggering numbers. So maybe it'd be two billion ounces of of uh, silver that's been short. Um, and I, I always sort of wonder what is really going on. Do we really know what's going on? Uh, as an, let me just give you an example of that. Uh, recently, the U.S. Mint came out and said. I think it, they sold 3,500 ounces of gold in the month of March. And then, of course, the next day, the Australian mint says, well, they sold 29,000 ounces in the month of March and had a, a decent March. I think, hold it now. How can the U.S. mint only sell 3,500 ounces of gold in a month? Maybe they don't want to sell any gold. Maybe they, you know, maybe they don't want to take orders because they don't have any gold because that's entirely possible with all... As we analyze all this data, we keep on, where is, who's possibly got all, all this gold and silver? Yeah. The numbers become monstrous after a while. So I don't know. It's, uh, it's one of those things where you can analyze it all you want, but nothing makes sense. It's a little bit like cryptocurrencies. Right. You can analyze it all you want, and it never made sense. Or, 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 you know, or finally, finally it plays out. In that in that same sense as crypto, just as you want to say, everybody piled into the long side in uh, November and December of crypto. I mean, the the managed money. If you break down the COT report, it's just the, the amount of short contracts that management hedge funds, trading funds, uh, accounts like that. The amount that they are short is staggering, record breaking. Uh, here at sixteen dollars and twenty five cents. Uh, I mean, we're we're two dollars lower than we were a year ago, when managed money was way 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 net long. So, what are they seeing, yeah. Eric? And and I mean, does that is that kind of foreshadow price moves in your mind? Well, we would expect so. You know, it's like ultimately logic should prevail, but over a substantial period of time, it doesn't. <laughs> and I'm being analogized to run up in cryptocurrencies. Okay, it was a long time that cryptocurrencies were running up. Only to find that all of a sudden it looks like, you know, the, the whole thing made no sense. Uh, and the same with open interest goes up and, uh, and all these uh, sh- um, uh, exchange for physical shipped over to it all makes no sense. But someday it comes home to roost and bang, away you go. So, I mean, I presume that that will work out someday in terms of timing. Who knows when it is. Right. But with a new open interest in silver and then the price doing what it's doing, it's. It's not really explicable. All right. One last thing, and I'm going to set this. like This is like kindergarten tee ball, Eric. I'm going to take the ball. I'm going to put it right on the tee, okay? And uh, we're going to let you smash this one. Uh, at 1.2 billion ounces of digital silver for open interest on the COMEX, that's about 150% of global mine supply. Now, gold has about 500,000 contracts of open interest. If you do the math, that's about 
55% of global mine supply. And if you really want to break it down, copper, with about 250,000 contracts of open interest, that's about 15, 16% of global mine supply. What does that tell you, Eric? <laughs> well, it, it tells us the same thing that we've, that we've been complaining about. I, maybe I'll go to Ted Butler, who's the, probably the most vociferous guy complaining about the open interest in silver and, and the shenanigans that go on on the COMEX. And, uh, you know, why would silver have over 100% of its annual production short? I mean, it makes no sense whatsoever, unless uh, maybe they're using it to to um, help with the suppression of gold, which is entirely possible because it takes so little amount of money in silver to knock it down. And then, of course, gold can react in sympathy uh, by coming down. So, I mean, it, it's just outworldly, you know, and it's... When you get things that are outworldly, you know that something's going to change sooner or later. It just gets crazy. And I think it's quite constructive for silver that the open interest just keeps exploding and the exchange for physicals keep exploding. Someday we'll, uh, it will do what it's supposed to do, which is rise dramatically. Well, and maybe that someday will be between now and next Friday. You never know. But for now... <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> that would make for a fun Friday update, wouldn't it? <laughs> it would indeed. We, we, we could maybe just end it. Oh, well, silver's at 200. I'm out of here. Yeah, we'll just drop the mic right there. Uh, <laughs> Eric, have a great weekend. I want to thank you for your time, and I want to thank everybody for listening. Hey, okay, Craig. All the best to you, too. And before you go, make sure you head over to SprottMoney.com, or, of course, call that number, 888-861-0775. You can purchase a 10-ounce Sprott branded silver bar for just 79 cents over Spot. This bar features the renowned Sprott name as well as the iconic Canadian maple leaf with 99.9% purity. It's ideal for investing and collecting. Check it out against SprottMoney.com. For all of us here at Sprott Money News and SprottMoney.com, have a great weekend and thank you for listening.